0: Welcome to the Advanced Foundations Podcast, where you will hear life-changing truths from Terry Moore, founding pastor of Sojourn Church. Over 30 years, he has developed a series of courses to help people be disciples of Christ who make a difference. We hope you will subscribe below to receive weekly messages. Cross is the Key is a six-part series of messages that are about 25 minutes in length, to help the listener get a deeper understanding of everything Jesus paid for through his death, burial, and resurrection to his heavenly throne.
1: Welcome to Cross of the Key, this is session two. I want to um, just give a little review here, I'll talk about it in the first one about the cross of the key. First uh, 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, the cross is foolishness to those who are being saved, but to those of us who are being saved it's the power of God. The cross, and we talked about last, In the last session, about how the cross represents the awesome, amazing love of a Father who loved us so much that He gave us His Son to go die a horrible death on the cross so that we might have life. It's it's really amazing. So I want to continue this session talking about. I believe that there's God wants us to keep growing. Uh, The cross is not. uh, We believe in Jesus, and it's a ticket to heaven. It's not about that. We want the cross to help us to the understanding of the cross, to help us to continue to grow. This is where I'm, I'm coming from. This is 1 John chapter 2, verse 12 and following. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven. Uh, given for your name's sake, his name's sake. I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children, because you've known the father, and I've written to you fathers, because you've known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you young men, because you're strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Now, I'm gonna take a little liberty here, but I believe that talking about different stages of life, I believe that the child stage is clear that we all begin as little children. It doesn't matter if you're 40 years old or 60 years old or what age it is. In Christian spirit, in the spirit realm coming into Christ, we start off as little children. If we will continue to grow, we grow into the young man stage, which God desires for us to do. Very clear that the only way you can do that is by and through the word of God. But the goal is to grow us up to where we are, fathers. Now again, I'm not talking about a gender issue here. I'm talking about a a position of maturity in the Lord, men and women. So it's not just a gender issue. It's talking about growing into maturity. So what I want to talk about first, I want to talk about the whole issue of being a little child. It says that the first stage here is that their sins are forgiven. This is the foundational work of the cross. Now, I said last session, I pray the cross reminds you of the love of the Father. But we're we're boring down to what is the basic foundational issue of the cross, and that is that Jesus died for our sins, and we are forgiven. This is huge. Our sins are not just covered. They're blotted out. They are completely, you know, he says he chooses not to remember. I mean, it's amazing. So, therefore, understanding the forgiveness that we've been granted by, by God through Jesus Christ through the cross. You know something? We shouldn't feel guilty. We shouldn't have any more shame. We shouldn't be feel condemned because the bottom line is that he has removed that, that, that sin from us completely. He's not just covered it up and it's still there. No, he's removed it. This is Ephesians 1 verse 7. In him... This is then Christ. We have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Now, redemption. This is in Vine's dictionary. It's, the definition is a releasing for payment of a ransom. Our redemption is a finished work. In fact, it says in Hebrews 9:12, it's an eternal redemption. Our redemption has been purchased for the rest of our lives through the blood of Jesus applied when we repent of our sins. Now, and So we don't have to wait for God to do something, and he's not wanting us to do something. We have to believe by faith what Jesus did for us at the cross is a complete and finished work. He died our death. He took our sin. He's redeemed our life, which means, again, the payment for our sin he paid. I mean, this is huge. This is absolutely huge. I want to read this passage of Scripture out of Hebrews 9, verse 11 through 14. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, like, the again, the high priest in the Old Testament did, but with His own blood. He entered the holy place, once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled in clean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God How much more will this cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now, I just, I don't want to encourage you. I encourage you to read uh, a lot of Hebrews, especially chapters nine and 10. But he was not only, he, he is our high priest, but he entered into the holy place with his own blood. And that sacrifice, he did it once. He did it once for sin and he paid for our sin completely. Now, I mean, that's amazing. That is amazing. That's how much he loved us. Now, I want to just talk about the crucifixion itself. And I want us to, and this is gory. I don't want to get into it in a lot of detail, but this dying on the cross was a horrible death. I mean, Jesus really did go to the cross and die. I mean, this is something that, I mean, when he was going through the, the, the interrogation it said they slapped him and hit him and then they they took him and they whipped him you realize that the whipping was not just a little spanking with a belt uh, they were professional people that knew exactly how to they said that the the, the the whipping would have little pieces of bones and stuff in the end would tear through the skin all the way to the bone so when when Jesus received this if he received too many lashes it kills you right there and so All of that he went through, every bit of that was for you and for me. He died. He suffered. He took our punishment. He became sin. All of that was for us. When he went to the cross, remember, he could barely carry the cross. He'd already been beaten so badly. And can you imagine his back completely open and they nailed him to a cross? And I just can't imagine this. And they put the nails in his hands and his feet. And then they lift up that cross, and can you imagine it going, boom, hitting in there, again with a raw back, completely exposed through blood, through the beating, against that old rugged cross. And they said that the only way you could breathe is that we'd have to lift up as best you could. Can you imagine the pain that he suffered? All of that was for you and for me. He died our death. And I don't want to make it gory. But this second Corinthians 521, which we've shared before, it says, for he made him who knew no sin for us, that he might become the righteousness of God in him. He made him who knew no sin to be sin. He made him, he had no sin in him. He took, he became our sin so we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want to just take just a moment here I'm just going to pray because I I still believe there are a lot of us that are sitting in church that we don't really fully apprehend that we've been forgiven. Once you understand the depth of of the sin that caused death and we've been forgiven from that, it'll change your life. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that you'd help all of us to have a greater revelation of we've been forgiven. You took our sin. You died our death. You became sin so we can be made righteous. So I pray, Lord, for every one of us that, are, that everyone watching this, everyone that would be hearing this, that, Lord, we would believe the truth and understand that the cross is the key for us to be forgiven and to walk in a relationship with you that Lord, you made a way through the blood that Jesus shed. We have been forgiven. We have been made righteous. I pray, Lord, you Holy Spirit, will make that real to every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to talk about the next stage, the young man stage. He said, the young men are strong and the word of the God abides in them and they have overcome the wicked one. Well, again... If we're ever going to really do that, if we're going to grow, there's going to be opposition. The only way to grow is through the Word of God. So if we're going to move from being a child stage and move to the father stage, it, we, it, there's how's that happen? By and through the Word of God. The Word of God is not just black ink on white pages. Jesus is the Word of God. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us and directs us into truth. I. It, it, John 8, 31 and 32 says, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples, and you'll know the truth and truth to make you free. There's no way that you can get this word in you except you read the word. Uh, I, I wish you could, you know, lay it under the pillow and put your head on there and go, you know, maybe it'll just jump off the page. No, it's going to require effort. It's going to require time that you spend in the word. It's not the truth that I know that makes you free. It's the truth that you know that makes you free. And that's the only way that you're going to continue to grow. So God wants us to move on from just the child stage to the young man stage. And part of that is to understand that we've been justified. Okay, so now we've been made righteous. Now we're going to talk about justification. Justification is the legal and formal acquittal from guilt by God as judge. The pronouncement of the sinner who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as righteous, and again, this is from Vines, is the process of justification indicates being released, redeemed, forgiven, and cleansed, and made righteous, made the righteousness of God. Isn't that amazing? So that's what what God has done through the cross for us. He has completely redeemed our life and, and cleansed us and made us righteous, and now he's calling this justified, just as if we hadn't done sin. This is Romans 3, verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of the forbearance of God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, again, we we don't read, we don't talk like that a lot, but basically what it says is God so loved us that he made a way to pay for our sin. And that was Jesus. Jesus died our death and took our sin so that we could be forgiven. And, And the process of that is that we have been justified as if we have never done it. The, the wrath of God, the propitiation that, that was due because of sin, God put it on Jesus, and that was the shed blood. That's why the cross is so significant. Understanding the cross is the power of God to those of us who are being saved. So we've been reconciled to God. Wow, reconciliation means to be changed from enmity to friendship. So if I've been reconciled, I have I have been estranged from God and now through what Jesus did I have been brought near by the blood of Jesus so I'm not only I'm not only an enemy but I'm a friend of God friendship with God is our rightful place because not because of anything we've done it's because of what he's done it, it's not anything about I've worked my way or I've done something good no it's all about understanding my new place is in Christ. Paul used that term in Christ, in him. I didn't obtain righteousness. I was made righteous. And so, whatever is going on, I can't work my way here. I have to believe by faith that what God is doing. Now, this is 2 Corinthians, again, back in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now, did you did you hear that? It's God who's done this. God purpose through the cross to reconcile us to himself through Jesus Christ. He's given to us the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And he's committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Again, this is Romans 5 verses 8 through 10. God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Again, these are amazing passages. But my point is, is that this is what we learned as a young man. As we learn all that Jesus has done for us, and we begin to walk this out in faith, and we begin to go. Wow! This is all that Jesus has done for me besides just loving me and forgiving me. He's redeemed my life. He's justified me. He's brought me into relationship with Father. I mean, all of these passages, Paul especially in the New Testament, in the writings of Paul, he talks about the term of in Him or in Christ. Now, I'm not going to read all of this passage. Uh, this is. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning verse 3. I'm just going to read some of it, but this is a powerful passage. Blessed be, this is verse 3, chapter 1. Blessed be the God of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Wow. That's past tense. See, this is what Jesus did for us at the cross. This is Father's plan from the beginning that Jesus carried out through the cross. That's why the cross is the power of God. It is the key to understanding the life that we have in Christ and that everything that has been paid for that we can enjoy right now. I'm not talk- we don't have to go to heaven to, to enjoy what he's already done. We're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. The next verse is just as he chose us in him from before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So again, we're not talking about a performance here. He's saying, look, I chose you. I planned this before the beginning of time that if you would receive my gift of salvation, my gift of redemption, you are in. And therefore, I declare you holy and blameless before you in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Again, I can continue to read that. But the point is, is that this passage captures the essence that it is a finished work of Christ. It was God's plan from the very beginning, according to his good pleasure. He loved us so much that he gave everything for us. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 said, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things that become you. That's the point of being a a young man. It's, It's a discovery. It's growing. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look at what he's done. And that growth causes you to grow up. And as a young man, he wants us to have that energy to be able to spend in the world and keep growing. But that's not the end. God wants us to be a father. And he wants us to be a father. And he wants us to understand that Fathers, where he's after. Now again, we're not talking about um, mother. We're not talking about male or female. We're not. We're not dealing with the gender issue. We're talking about fathers. He wants us to grow up. You remember, Paul said, "You have many instructors, but you don't have many fathers." And what God's plan is is not that we um, we grow up to where you don't sin. We're not talking about that. So being a father has nothing to do with sinless perfection. Being a father has to do with knowing. God, knowing him, growing up into that position. The truth of the matter is, is that the young man stage is discovering who you are in Christ. That the position that if what Jesus has done for you, God's plan was to put you in him. And so every time you see in him, in Christ, that is a young man stage. But the, the father stage is you discover who God is in you. And when you start discovering that, you begin to realize that, oh, wow, God is living in me. The spirit of God is living in me. That's what he wants us to know. Wow. When we begin to live this way, you begin to live with a God consciousness. You don't live with a sin consciousness anymore because as a young man, you, you begin to overcome that. You begin to realize, wait a minute, I've been forgiven. I don't think about sin. I don't think about the old, what happened to me or what I did. No, I'm a new creation. I'm not living in that. He's completely forgiven me and redeemed my life. As a young man, you begin to appropriate the truth of that through the cross, and then you begin to live. And then the focus begins to change on, you you have to say, the young man says, pretty much, wow, look at this. This is for me. Oh, yeah, wow. Look at what he's done for me. But then as you grow up, you begin to realize it's not about me. It's all about him. It's not about me getting anything. I've already got it all. It's about me understanding that, wow, he's my father, that he lives in me. And it causes me to change perspective so that no longer am I not sin conscious. I'm not even all the benefit conscious. I'm conscious of him. I'm living in a new relationship with God. That's what he wants me to do. This is Colossians 1 verse 27. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Wow, this is the father stage. He wants us to live in this relationship with him. He's not asking us to do anything He's not asking us to perform. He's asking us to have a love relationship with Him, receiving His love and loving Him. If that happens, what happens in us is that then we can express His nature and His love to the world around us. That's what He wants. Okay, now I want to I just do a review here and I want us to try, to try to wrap this whole thing up. The cross is the key. And what I mean when I say that is that it's a key to life. It's the key to victory. It's the key to overcoming. It, it, we have to understand it is the power of God. And the cross is so significant to us. Again, I pray you get the fact that first and foremost, it represents how much God loves you. He loves you. But in regard to the stages of growth, let me just walk through this. Because of his amazing love, the cross, what did Jesus do for us as a child stage? We need to understand that we have been redeemed. That means the penalty for our sin was paid for by Jesus Christ at the cross. He has completely forgiven us. It's not based on my performance, it's based on his performance. I have been completely forgiven. You need to tell yourself right now, I have been forgiven. I have been cleansed. See, so again, a lot of times we carry a consciousness of sin. We carry a consciousness. Well, you don't know what, I was, what I've been involved in. You don't know what was done to me. Okay, well, the reality is I don't. But I, I know this. The blood cleanses us. Cleanses us. It doesn't just cover it. It doesn't just sort of wash it away. It cleanses completely. And you've been made righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not because I do things right, because He made me righteous. When I, when I stand before Him, He sees me through the blood of Jesus. That's just a child's stage. And we are forgiven. You've got to recognize we have been forgiven. You need to say, I am forgiven. Completely, completely forgiven. Not based on my performance. You may have had a bad morning. It's still not based on your performance. You were forgiven by a gracious heavenly father who loved you so much that he gave his son that Jesus went to the cross and died your death and shed his blood that you deserve to shed. And he did all of that for you and you are forgiven. Mm. Now really, we could just stop right there. That's not that's not the end. See, the bottom line is that everything that he did for you at the cross is called justification. He justified you. It's just as if you had never sinned. He's reconciled us to Father, which means that no longer I don't live, it's like um, I can remember thinking, you know, well, I know I'm forgiven, but I still have to live on the porch. No, no, you've been forgiven and you've been brought into the whole, into the into the inner chamber. You don't have to stay outside. You've been justified, you've been reconciled to God. I'm no longer living in enmity. I'm a friend of God. He calls me a friend, you know. And again, we're so performance oriented. We just go, "Oh my gosh, I can't." I don't, you know, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can understand that. No, I'm a friend of God. I am in Him. Um, I have been restored to record, to a relationship with Him that that He initiated. And a father stage is adopted as a child of God. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm made to join in with Jesus. And this is our position and this is who we are. So the young man stage is a stage of discovering who you are in him. The father stage, discovering who he is in us. And again, the child stage is knowing that we have been forgiven. That's what God wants. He wants us. Now, I just encourage you to go through. There's lots of scripture references to, to all these things that are basically again, these positions, you can't grow if you don't spend time in the Word. I mean, I I don't know how else to do this. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The best place to hear the Word of God is coming out of your own mouth, but you're going to have to spend time in the Word. Now, that's the reason we're doing this equipping series. We're trying to give you enough information so that you yourself can go to the Word, and you can apply that Word to yourself. You need to read it. You need to Study it. You need to try to memorize it. You need to try to look up some of the words and, and research. You need to write these things down. You need to confess the word. You need to hear it coming out of your own mouth. So I'm going to pray for you. But I want to pray that God would help us to appropriate the truth of this into our lives. Because God loves us. He has got so much for us. So I want to pray. I want to pray for us that God will help us because this is so, so very, very important. So Father. We are so grateful and thankful for your amazing love. We thank you for the cross. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you went to the cross and you died my death, you died our death, you shed your blood, and we thank you that you have paid in full for us to be free, for us to be healed, for us to be delivered, really for everything. And I pray now, Lord, that you'd help us to, to really understand that not only we've been forgiven, but Lord, you have called us justified. You have called us sons and daughters of God. You have brought us into relationship. We've been reconciled to you. We're friends. There's nothing. that You paid the price. You cleansed us. You didn't. We didn't clean ourselves up. So I pray, Lord, for revelation. And I pray also that you'd help us have that desire to continue to grow that we would continue to grow into the fullness of everything that you have paid for at the cross. For we want to grow up. We want to grow into maturity. We want to express your life in everything that we do. And we want to live a life that so exemplifies you that the world around us would say that Jesus, you're the living God. So I pray for us that you'd help us. Help us to understand the cross. Help us to apprehend the fullness of what you've done for us through the cross. Help us to understand the power of the cross. Help us to understand your amazing love that was demonstrated through you Lord Jesus through the cross and For We love you, we bless you, and we thank you. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymoore.org.